Titans linebacker Monty Rice is under a ton of pressure heading into his third season in the NFL, and head coach Mike Vrabel just told us exactly what he expects from Rice going forward. I'll tell you what that is and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. First, Monty Rice is under pressure. Then, I'm going to tell you why the Titans need more swagger, like Chigakonkwo showed in yesterday's practice, even if the coaches don't approve. And then finally, a little Rollins rant to end the week here on the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm going to tell you why the Titans need to choose what path they want to walk down this season. Before we get into all of that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day, remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, all year round, always for free. Make sure that you stay subscribed, get subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast, where it's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers as well. It's been a great week of content here on the Locked on Titans podcast. We previewed practice. Yesterday, we recapped practice and Will Levis's struggles. If you missed any of that, make sure that you go back and check that out. But with that being said, we got to talk about what we got on the table for today's show. And we are starting all of the food puns on the table, the pressure cooker, all of that. Rice is under fire. Uh, all jokes aside, do want to start off by talking about Monty Rice here because I thought Mike Vrabel had an interesting comment about Monty Rice after practice on Wednesday, and it was one of those things that we didn't necessarily have time to get into in yesterday's show, but this is a huge, huge year for Monty Rice. So, number one, Vrabel talked about Monty Rice's consistency yesterday, and this is exactly what Mike Vrabel said, quote, just consistency. Monty, when he played, he played with a lot of speed. I just think some of the small details he needs to work on. He certainly showed up around the football. There was a play speed to him that we saw. He also said some of those things with consistency maybe weren't always Monty's fault. There are things that come up, an injury here in training camp early on, then the Achilles. So we just have to continue to work with him. He comes in with a great attitude and excited to see where he can go. So Mike Vrabel plays a little bit of good cop and bad cop in there. He tells you, what do we want to see from Monty Rice? Just consistency. Uh, think about all the little small details is a thing that he says there, but he also talks about a great attitude, his play speed, all the things that can make Monty Rice a contributor to the Titans. But I find it very interesting that Monty Rice wasn't at OTAs the first week, but then he showed up for the second week like Christian Fulton, but he was out on the field. So Monty Rice obviously sees the opportunity here. And, and speaking of that opportunity, the reality is, is that Monty Rice is going into his third season he had some injury issues, like Mike Vrabel pointed out. First training camp with the Titans, got banged up early on, wasn't able to have a, a, a full training camp. 
Second year, coming off the Achilles injury, not 100% until later in the year. So he hasn't really had a normal, full-functioning offseason so far. So now that Monty Rice has presumably had that, it's time for him to take that next step. Monty Rice should be a starting linebacker for the Titans this year. No question, no doubt about it. It's his opportunity. It should be him and Aziz starting next to each other. But the reality here is the Titans did not like their linebacker group last year. We saw three of the Titans' top four linebackers part ways with the team in one way or another during the offseason. Zach Cunningham was cut by the team. The Titans let David Long go to the Miami Dolphins for no money at all. And then Dylan Cole, of course, went to the Chicago Titans. I mean, the Chicago Bears. They stole all kinds of players from the Titans this offseason and the offseasons before that, honestly. So, to me, you look at the moves the Titans made at the linebacker spot. You look at this comment about needing consistency from Monty Rice. It's obvious that the Titans, again, were not happy with their linebacker group last year. And that is why they let those three players go. They're calling for more consistency from Monty. But not only that, but look at the additions the Titans made. If I recall, the Titans made more additions at linebacker and early free agency than any other position. They add, of course, Aziz Alshire. They add Ben Neiman, a longtime NFL veteran. They add Luke Gifford from Dallas. I mean, they're bringing in three veteran linebackers, and they got rid of three linebackers, and one of the top four that remains, they're asking for consistency. So not only the circumstances, with Monty Rice's own career, but the circumstances with the Titans' roster moves throughout the season, there is a ton of pressure on Monty Rice to come in and perform right away. And honestly, if people want the Titans' defense to be as good as it needs to be, you can't have Luke Gifford or Ben Neiman, or even if you guys are high on these people, I know. But Chance Campbell didn't play at all last year. You can't count on him to be a starter in the NFL. I like what we saw from Dr. Gibby, Jack Gibbons, but... Come on, guys. He had one good game in pass coverage. And other than that, it was very up and down. Again, not a starting level linebacker right now. So the Titans need Monty Rice. And Monty Rice needs to rise to the occasion. Mike Vrabel is calling from consistency. We'll see. I'm going to do my best to see if I can get the question asked to Mike Vrabel directly. In a few months, at the end of training camp going in the season, has Monty Rice been consistent? What have you seen from him in that regard? I think that'll tell us a lot about what the Titans want from Monty Rice's future with the team as well. But Monty Rice, one of the players on this team under the most pressure by far going into mandatory minicamp in June, training camp in July, into August, and then, of course, into the season. But with that being said, we got to talk about Chigakonkwo because one of the Titans' coaches scolded Chigakonkwo at practice on Wednesday and I think the coach has it all wrong. I agree with Chig on this one. And I think the Titans need more of what Chig displayed, not less. And I'll explain what that is in just a moment. Before we get into it, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA Finals is here. We got the Denver Nuggets squaring off against the Miami Heat. There is no better place to bet the action than America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook. The app's really easy to use. It's really easy to navigate. They have great promotions every day. It's safe and secure. 
It's easy to get paid when you want to withdraw. It's the perfect place, again, to bet all the finals action. They have single-game parlays, over-unders, money line spread, anything that you want. So make sure that you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. You have the opportunity to get a no-sweat first bet worth up to $2,500. That's $2,500 in bonus bets back even if your first bet doesn't win. So make sure that you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Monty Rice and the pressure that he's under and the comment from Mike Vrabel about wanting more consistency from Monty Rice. But now I want to get into Chickaconquo. And he did something at practice yesterday that had his position coach disapproving. And I'm actually going to show you guys the video of what happened. It's a quick one. It's a quick one, but I want you to to see what happened here so you can understand it. I'll explain it as well, though, for all of our audio listeners who aren't watching on YouTube. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on YouTube, your favorite podcast app, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast where it's your team every day. But... Chickaconqua was in position drills, just catching footballs with the tight ends with new tight ends coach, Tony Dews. And remember, Tony Dews was the running back coach for the Titans for the last few years, but Mike Vrabel looking to accelerate his career and give him new opportunities, moved him over to tight end coach. So Dews is new with the tight ends, but either way, very smart coach, very good coach, but working with Chickaconqua in individual drills, catching passes, and w- watch this, and if you just hear it, I'll explain exactly what happened. <laughs> so, Chickaconquo goes out, he catches the ball. Instead of catching it with two hands, he reaches out, catches it with one hand. Immediately, Tony Dew says this, quote, Chig, catch the ball with two hands, you prima donna. Please don't put that on film one hand. There you go. Showing off for the cameras. Okay, look. I got to give a disclaimer here before I get into this conversation. But what I want to say here is it's just practice. I'm not asking for players to be super self-absorbed and self-centered and flashy and all of that stuff all the time. I'm not. It's just one practice rep. And I'm also not saying that Tony Dews is some old school coach who doesn't like any kind of personality or anything. It's not that deep. But I'm just using this moment to talk about my general feelings about this franchise for the nearly 25 years that I've been a fan. The Titans need more of that swagger, not less. The Titans, think about some of the best players in NFL history that were showmen. Joe uh, Namath, Brett Favre, 
Uh, Randy Moss, Michael Irvin, Lawrence Taylor. These are some of the best players of all time. And were they perfect blue collar, lunch pail, it's all about the team all the time type players? No. They had a little flair for the dramatic. They had a little theater to them. They understood the moment. They played to the crowd. They were showmen. At the end of the day, guys, football is entertainment. We watch football to be entertained. Does it matter in the grand scheme of life and death and all that? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So when I watch football, I want to be entertained. And that's why for a while I've said, if the Titans are going to have one terrible side of the football and one good side of the football, I'd rather them be great on offense and terrible on defense. Because at least the games are going to be entertaining and the team's going to score points. So it all is kind of encapsulated in, in one thought. The Titans have always been blue-collar, lunch pail, old-school, tight football team, whether it be Jeff Fisher in the late 90s or it's Mike Vrabel in the 2020s. It doesn't matter. They don't like having players, or they seem like they don't like having players who have big personalities, who play to the camera, who do have that flash and that swagger and that style and that moxie that makes a lot of the best players of all time even more entertaining. Think about Magic Johnson in basketball. And Magic Johnson just gave nice fundamental bounce passes, nice fundamental chest passes all the time. Would he be showtime? Would he be magic? No. There is an element of showmanship to professional sports, to sports in general, that make it incredible. It adds to the greatness of the sport itself. The Titans, in my opinion, are a team that has been oppressed in terms of that kind of player. I mean, think about since I was in high school, the late 2000s, Chris Johnson comes to mind. And outside of CJ, we get to what? Derrick Henry in 2018? Before we get a guy who was truly a showman. Uh, stop the presses. We got to go watch this guy play. How many players have the Titans had in franchise history who are must-watch television because they're such exciting players to watch? Not, I'm not, I don't mean for Titans fans. Yeah, I'm excited to watch all of these guys. But I mean, think about from a casual fan's perspective, from an NFL perspective. There are NFL players right now that you love watching that aren't on the Titans. Anytime their games are on and you can watch it, you're like, man, I got to watch this guy. He's exciting. At least that's how I feel as a football fan. How many of those guys have the Titans had? Not a lot. So, yeah. Chig, catch the ball with one hand in practice. Make some noise. Be a little bit of a prima donna. You know the last guy the Titans had who's like that? A.J. Brown. My God, I'd like to have him back. The Titans had one, one true diva wide receiver ever. And the dude's the most talented wide receiver the team's ever had. And the Titans had the best stretch of winning football they've had in over a decade once they got him. The moment they got him. So, yeah, Chigaconquo, catch the ball with one hand in practice and feel yourself a little bit. Traylon Burks, yeah, catch that deep ball on one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL and give him the too small sign. Do it. 
Derrick Henry, stiff armor guy into the ground. Give yourself the crown. The Titans need more of that as a franchise, not less. They need more. So, listen, again, I'm not saying Tony Dews is a bad influence. It's not that deep. I'm just saying, I don't think the Titans need to discourage that sort of behavior. There has to be a balance. And for far too long, the Titans have been too far the other direction. The Titans have been boring. They've had boring teams. They've had boring players. So, yeah, let's have a couple more guys who want to catch the ball one-handed, who want to strut a little bit, who want to dance in the end zone. The Titans need more of that. Not only is it probably going to lead them to better players to help them win, but it's also going to be more entertaining to watch, which at the end of the day, entertainment. So show some swagger, Chickaconquo. I disagree with the coaches. We need more of that. Put that on film, not less. But with that in mind, we are going to move forward. I'm going to end the week with a little Rollins rant. Just again, driving home my point of the offseason that the Titans need to choose their path because they still haven't done so. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Monty Rice and the pressure that he's under and what Mike Vrabel had to say about it. We talked about Chickaconquo and a general lack of moxie from the Titans organization for a long, long time. Now I want to end off today's show and cap off the week of shows here on the Locked on Titans podcast with a little Rollins rant about the Titans offseason philosophy in general before we get into it. Do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year long on YouTube, your favorite podcast app, always for free. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Get subscribed, stay subscribed. Speaking of every day, shout out to my everydayers who, who know that I've talked about this quite a bit. But... When it comes to the Titans, I've said a certain phrase. If you try to walk down two paths, you'll walk down the wrong one. And to me, we, I guess I've been thinking about a lot of this DeAndre Hopkins stuff. And there's DeAndre Hopkins news that I want to go over to start the week next week. uh, Just in case he gets signed over the weekend, want to kind of wait it out. But there's definitely some news. And honestly, I think the news that we've heard so far is good for the Titans. Lack of interest in Buffalo because of money. uh, Interest in Houston because of money. I think that bodes well for the Titans if Hopkins is not just considering the Chiefs, the Bills, the, the top teams in the league. But regardless, I digress. The whole point is, I'm not saying that the Titans aren't choosing a path if they don't go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not creating an ultimatum for the team here. But all I'm saying is this. And this is the other factor that got me thinking about all of this, is the Ryan Tannehill chatter. A lot of people are starting to get on that. Ryan Tannehill trade conversations are stupid. Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. Ryan, Okay, 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 that's fine. That's fine, that's fine. 
Maybe you're right. Maybe he is. Maybe the Titans wouldn't even consider a trade if the Raiders or Falcons or Commanders or Buccaneers came calling in a couple of weeks. Maybe so. Maybe you're right. But if that's the case, then the Titans need to go with the last dance path. If the Titans are telling us that if they're not going to extend Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, they're not going to extend Kevin Byer, and they're really going to have them be lame duck players on the final year of their contract, which indicates that the Titans want to move on after the season. And that's all indications right now is that the Titans are going to move on from those players after the season. Maybe not Byard because he's still under contract, but with Henry and Tannehill. So if this is a last run, a last ride with Tannehill and Henry, and the Titans are telling us and selling to us that they want to maximize winning, that they want to win as many games as possible this season with Tannehill and Henry, then give them a roster that gives them a real shot. I, again, am not saying that adding DeAndre Hopkins makes the Titans Super Bowl contenders, because I don't believe that. But not everything I believe ends up being right. I think the Titans would be an immensely better team if they added DeAndre Hopkins. I would probably change my prediction to 10-7, and 7 and expect the Titans to win the AFC South at that point. I do think it makes that big of a difference. And if the Titans get into the tournament and are healthy, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can find a way to get it done and win the Super Bowl. Maybe. But I can tell you what, with this group of wide receivers, with what they have at safety right now, with the lack of veterans on the defensive line, I don't see how the Titans can sell us. This is a Super Bowl roster and that they've done as best as they can to put talent around Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. If this is your last ride with those guys, give them a real chance. Go out, get Hopkins. If you can't do that, that's fine. Go out, trade for a wide receiver. The Titans, what the Titans did was they used this year's draft to worry about their future. They add Taji Spears. They add Will Levis in the mid-rounds. I think Spears is a great pick. I've said that. Levis, hey, we'll see. But if the Titans were trying to maximize wins with Tannehill and Henry in the final year, you don't use those two picks on quarterback and running back. You don't. So that's why I continue to get mixed signals from the Titans. And look, from that perspective, on that point, the Titans almost, you could almost look at it as the Titans made 2024 draft picks when they took Levis and Spears. You could almost look at those as 2024 draft picks because the Titans don't have a lot of draft picks in 2024 now because of the Levis trade and the Daly trade and the Ugo Amadi trade. Titans don't have a lot of picks in 2024. So, if you trade more picks from 2024 to get the type of players that I'm talking about, add a wide receiver, maybe add a defensive back, maybe add another pass rusher. Well, that, you could color that as okay because the Titans are going to have nearly $100 million in cap space next year to add players so they don't need draft picks as much. And the Titans took Levis and Spears, which kind of feel like 2024 draft picks 
So you could say, hey, we don't have a lot of draft picks next year, but we got these two guys who are kind of like draft picks next year because of when they're actually going to take over as starters. So that's why, hey, if you are really going to try to maximize wins and get the most juice you can out of Tannehill and Henry, then give them a fair shot. Choose your path. You can't be worried about the future and try to maximize wins this year and have your cake and eat it too. You walk down two paths, you walk down the wrong one. So choose. Choose a path. Either commit to the young guys, cut Tannehill, find a trade if you can, try to trade Henry, trade some veterans, play a ton of Chigakonkwa, play a ton of Josh Wiley instead of Travon Wesco, play Colton Dow and Racy McMath, over Nick Westbrook, Akine, or Chris Moore. If you don't do those things, then you're just simply riding the fence. And that is the most dangerous place to be. You either want to be at 10 to 12 wins, or you want to be at 3 to 5 wins. Being 6 to 9, 6 to 8, that is purgatory in the NFL. And the Titans have been there so much in my lifetime that I'm just sick of it. Either commit to your youth and accept that you're not going to be a competitive football team this year that's going to the playoffs, or go all out to maximize Henry and Tannehill. No matter how you feel about what direction the Titans should go, they at least need to commit to one because I would expect that or respect that a little bit more than this fence-riding offseason that we've seen so far. So with that in mind, that is going to do it for me today, folks. Uh, it's been a great week here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Excited for next week. Uh, as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.